Old radio, old radio, old radio, old radio, old radio. Comedy Podcast. Welcome to episode 43 of season 4 of the Old Radio Comedy Podcast. Wooly Fennell gained fame as Dexter Dutton on the Australian radio show Life with Dexter, which ran for more than 500 episodes from 53 to 64. It featured a suburban Australian family with Dexter as the bumbling and somewhat confused head of the household, his wife Jessie, and their two children, Ashley and Janie. The show was immensely popular, and it also played in South Africa during its run. Fennell went on to even greater fame with the advent of television in Australia, performing as a character actor in several roles in TV, stage, and film. Now sit back and enjoy the episode Mathematics Problem from Life with Dexter. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The Corwell Savings Bank of Australia, the bank for all the family, takes pledge in presenting the show for all the family, Night with Dexter. Just a rainy day. Be sure to say the friendly Commonwealth way. So listen to this advice and start right today to bank Commonwealth say Commonwealth Bank Commonwealth now. And for some families, life is nothing but beer and skittles, but not for the Duttons. Something always comes along to break the monotony of any given week. Let's take any week at random and see what I mean. We'll select one, oh, quite recently. It's a Monday evening at the dinner table, and everything appears to be quite normal. Ashley, don't eat with your elbows on the table. Ashley, did you hear what I said? Ashley, your sister spoke to you. I know, Mum, but it didn't register. If you or Dad tell me to take my elbows off the table, I'll do it, but not for compost. You do as your sister says. Uh, Shall I take it, then, that you wish me to remove my elbows from the table? Son, you can take it any way you like, but if they aren't off the table in one second, you'll be sore well below the elbows. (laughs) They're off, as they say when the barrier goes up. Ashley, I'm getting a little tired of your attitude around this house. You're getting much too big for your boots. He's a hopeless goon. Or as we girls would say, he's an apple. I am not an apple. Whether you are or not, you're beginning to give your family the pip. (laughs) Anyway, if you've finished your dinner, you'd better start on your homework. Dad, I already started on my homework this afternoon, but that's all I did, start on it. Miss Dooley gave me a mathematical problem. I, I just can't figure it out. What? Well, you better start figuring it out right away. Your teacher wouldn't give you problems you haven't already been shown. 
Well, I guess I didn't catch on during the lesson. Miss Dooley's a holy terror, and I'm frightened to ask her questions. Oh, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard of. Well, Daddy, I must stand up for my brother where Miss Dooley's concerned. She's my maths teacher, too, and this term I haven't been hip to her at all. Well, you must have been daydreaming all day in school, probably thinking about Martin Parker instead of paying attention. Oh, Daddy, that isn't true. And it doesn't account for me, Dad. I can't stand Martin Parker. I'm quite sure this Miss Dooley does her best to impart knowledge, but it's just unfortunate she's got two pupils who are numbskulls. There's no life in their heads. Oh, gee, Dad, my head's alive. I'm not a dead-end kid. <laughs> Janie, where are you going? I'm getting my homework book. I want Daddy to see what I've got to do tonight. That's good. I'm anxious to see it. Any problem is very simple if you look at it intelligently and use a little common sense. Yes, Dad. Maybe you can help us both, hmm? It seems like I'll have to. Here, Daddy. Have a look at the one on the top of the page and tell me how you'd start to go about that. Uh, well, there's nothing to it, I'm sure, once it's analyzed. Uh, 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 Are you analyzing it, dear? Read it out. Uh, 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 yes, read it out. Uh, it. Uh, you can read it, can't you, Dad? Uh, actually, oh. will you keep out of this... Go on, Daddy. I, I'm just looking at it, and it looks perfectly straightforward to me. Uh, uh, what's, uh, on a full tide, a boat 16 feet long was tied fore and aft by lengths of rope, each 14 feet long, to two posts 30 feet apart. Uh, two feet six inches of each rope is used in the tying. The height of the tide is six feet, and the water drops at the rate of six inches per hour. How much slack rope will there be at the end of the boat at 7.15 p.m. if the vessel had been made fast at 5.30 p.m.? Uh, Perfectly straightforward, is it, dear? Uh, sure, just like how long is a piece of string? Well, I can't make head or tail of it. Well, I don't see why not, Janie. The boat is 16 feet long and the ropes are... 14 feet long. Uh, not allowing for knots, which take up two foot six each. Yeah, well, just a minute. Uh, now, uh, let's get this straight. On, on a full tide, a boat is tied to a post and... and to two posts, Daddy. The high tide is six feet. Yeah, I know that, Jesse, but wait a minute. The boat's 14 feet long. 16 that... feet long. The ropes are 14 feet. All up the winner of the Melbourne Cup. All up the... Will you be quiet? <laughs> now, look, Janie, there's nothing complicated about this problem at all. Uh... No, I, I've come to a conclusion. It's your homework, and it wouldn't be fair if I help you with it any further. <laughs> any further? So far, you've only read the question. Well, I, I've broken it up into pieces for you, and it'd be cheating if I went any further. Oh, Dexter, that's not true. A father's entitled to show his children how to do things. You don't have to give Janie the actual answer, even if you had it. Look, oh, I've told you to keep your... Keep right out of this, Ash. Now, wait a minute, I suppose if I have to substitute for Miss Dooley, then I have to. We'll go into the living room and do this while your mother clears the table. Good. And the Wilmots are calling in in about an hour, remember? The time is now 6.20. We'll have this little maths problem sorted out and mastered by 6.30. Yeah, we sure will, Mum. About half an hour before breakfast. Yeah, about a whole <laughs> Oh, <gee. There's no doubt about it, teenagers, like other people, have their problems. And that is true not only when they're at school, but afterwards as well. At the present time, many young people have the problem of settling into their first jobs. 
And to those young people, I'd like to say how important it is to open a Commonwealth Savings Bank account now. Most of you will have quite a lot of money in your pay envelope each week. Take my advice and don't waste it. If you do waste it, then believe me, you could regret it later, because in a few years' time you'll need quite a lot of money. On the other hand, if you open a Commonwealth Savings Bank account and save something every payday, you'll soon have an amount you can do something with. If you save only one pound a week, it means 600 pounds in 10 years. And one pound per week is less than three shillings a day. So I do urge you to open a Commonwealth Savings Bank account next payday. Concentrate on putting a fixed amount into your account each week. Join the hundreds of thousands of other young people who week by week bank Commonwealth. The high tide is six feet and the water drops six inches every minute. Every hour. Well, wait a minute. That means the boat drops six inches every hour, which means at 7.15 p.m. it's dropped... What time did it start dropping? 5.15. 5.30. 5.30. All right. The high tide was 5.30, and the difference between 5.30 and, and, and 7.30 is two hours. But it's not 7.30. It's 7.15. Which makes the difference one and three-quarter hours. Yeah, well, exactly. So there we've got it. One and three-quarter hours. Uh, w- would that be the answer? It's not the answer. The answer's got to be how much slack rope. Oh, well, let's put down so far what we've got. Well, well, well no, I suggest you. Only slack rope left. According to me, the boat would be hanging in midair. That's because your calculations are all wrong. Look, it's almost 11 o'clock. Now, do let's forget about it. Oh, Clara, I've made up my mind on one thing. I'm going to phone this Miss Doodlebug right now and tell her from me that Miss there is... Oh, enemies. Daddy, you wouldn't. You wouldn't phone her. Please, Pop. She'll go off Pop and boy, can she go off Pop, Pop. Well, I think the woman should be phoned and Dexter should give her a piece of his mind. He hasn't got much to spare, but he should still give her a piece. <laughs> Miss Dooley is not going to be phoned this evening, and that's for certain. She'd be in a dreadful mood at this hour of the night. Well, she's in a dreadful mood any hour of the day or night. Oh, Dad, please don't have an argument with Miss Dooley. If you phone her, our lives won't be worth living. Oh, please, Dad. No, no, I'm sorry, children. I've made up my mind. I have quite a few words to say to this teacher, if she can call herself a teacher. I'm with you, Dexter. In fact, I'll stand by you when you get in touch with her. Uh, Dad, may I just say a... No, Ashley, you may not. But, Daddy, I'll never be able to... The subject is closed. KG and I will phone this Miss Dooley from the office tomorrow. Oh, no. Suffering jellyfish. Dexter, if you insist on contacting the woman, well, the least you might do is phone from here when the children are home so they can hear what you say. There's no need for them that to hear what it... fair enough, Dexter. We'll come in here together after work tomorrow and make the phone call. I'll give you some hints what to say. Oh, oh brother. Now, Kimberly, I think you should keep your big nose out of it. In fact, I don't believe a man should phone Miss Dooley. It should be a woman. Now, Jessie, dear, why don't you do it? Oh, no, I no, I couldn't. I'm not a good talker. Oh, well, then how about me? I know how to talk. Clara, <laughs> it's all settled. Dexter and I are making the phone call. You might know how to talk, but you haven't got a clue how to stop. Oh. Oh, Jessie, dear, what's the time? Oh, it's almost four o'clock. 
Mm. You should be almost home from school. Oh, if only I could think of some way to stop our impetuous husbands making this stupid phone call. Oh, we've been trying to think for hours, but it's no use. Maybe they'd change their minds about it. Mm, we can't take a chance on that, dear. Janie and Ashley pleaded with me this morning to work out some kind of a plan. And it's the first time I'm completely at a loss. No, Clara, there is one way, but it means telling a lie. A lie? <gasps> oh, how dreadful. Sounds good, dear. What do we do? <laughs> well, supposing when the men get here, we say we've already phoned Miss Dooley and discussed the question of mathematics. Hmm. Oh, no. No, no, dear, no. It wouldn't work. Dexter and Kimberly are actually looking forward to blowing their trumpets. They'll still want to ring and have their say. <gasps> Jessie, I've got it. I've got the perfect plan. Dear. I knew you'd come up with something. Hi, Mummy, darling. We're home. Hi, Mum. Hi, Mrs. Walmart. Oh, children, children, you're just in the nick of time to hear my dastardly plan. Oh, there you are, Compost. Didn't I tell you Mrs. Wilmot would have an idea when we got home? Oh, Mrs. Wilmot, you're a genius. Miss Dooley's been screaming today about several of us not being able to do our homework. Right. Now, we haven't much time before Kimberly and your father get here, dears, so this is what is going to happen. When the men insist on phoning Miss Dooley, you children act as though you're resigned to it. So resigned, in fact, that Ashley will do the actual dialing of the phone number. What? what me? me? Dial Miss Dooley? After putting up with Miss Dooley's dial all week? <laughs> Ashley, please listen. The reason you dial is that you don't dial your teacher's number, dear, but accidentally on purpose dial mine. Yours? Clara, why yours? Because I'm going to be Miss Dooley. Leaping lizards. Well, I could even be one of those if I had to. Now, what does it matter who Dexter and Kimberly speak to, as so long as they speak to someone? This way, everyone's going to be satisfied, and nobody's going to get hurt. It's a massive idea. Yeah, I reckon it's the most. Dad and Mr. Wilmot don't know, Miss Dooley. Clara, it's cheating. Yes, dear, but it's only cheating to be kind. Our husbands don't understand what damage they can do by antagonizing the real Miss Dooley. And it's better to cheat a little than to make the children's lives miserable. Absolutely. Positively. Well, I don't know. Then it's all settled, Jessie. Three yeses against one doubtful. Jessie, you're overruled. And now I must disappear. I don't want to be here when the men get home. Oh, Mrs. Wilmot, mm -hmm. how about your voice? Supposing they recognize your voice. Oh, they won't, dear. I'm an old actress, remember. Yes, well, not so old. <laughs> but I'm a past actress. I'm sure Mrs. Wilmot can put it over. I tell you truly and no fooly, I will pass for your Miss Dooley. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Clara, you are a scream. I won't take no for an answer, and I'm telling you, Jessie. I, I know you and the children are going to try to dissuade me from phoning this mathematics teacher, but I'm going to do it, and right now, aren't I, KG? I do think it's for the best. Well, we don't intend trying to dissuade you. The children are quite resigned to it. If it must be done, it must. Father, we understand. In fact, I'll dial a number for you. You... Miss Dooley's number? I'll, uh... <clears throat> I'll dial a number right away. Good boy, Ashley, you do that. This is the woman's home number. Yes, this is the woman's home number. Now, Dexter, don't be too aggressive. Oh, Jesse, I won't be. <coughs> hello? Oh, uh, 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 hello. Uh, is that Miss Dooley? Who's speaking? Uh, 
this is Dexter Dutton, uh, father of Jenny and Ashley Dutton. Oh, how nice. I don't believe we've ever met Mr. Dutton. <laughs> but you're too charming children. They're my favorite pupils. Dexter, get to the point. Yeah, all right. Uh, uh, oh, is that so, Miss Doody? Mm-hmm. Uh, for what reason do I owe the pleasure of this call, Mr. Dutton? Uh, well, I... Uh, I uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Miss Dooley, uh, I have been a trifle concerned about the difficult mathematical problems Janie and Ashley have been getting for homework lately. Oh, oh, oh I don't blame you at all. Some of the problems are ridiculously complicated. <laughs> Unfortunately, they're part of our curriculum. Uh, they're part of our curriculum. Well, they're in our books. <laughs> See? And we're obliged to pass them on to the poor dear students. She sounds like a nut. <laughs> Get away from the phone. Yes, well, uh, uh, you see, Miss Dooley, I saw one last night about a boat tied to a couple of posts, and I did Oh, think wasn't that, that a little wizard? <laughs> oh, yes, you know, it took me hours to work it out myself. I don't blame any child for ignoring it completely. She is a nut. <laughs> you be quiet. Hey, oh, no, no, not you, Miss Dooley. I, I, I was speaking to one of my noisy neighbors, Mr. Wilmot. Oh, Mr. Wilmot? Oh, do tell me. Is he that rather fat man? <laughs> you know, the, the fat man, you know, who's married to that charming, good-looking woman named Clara. Now I know she's a nut. Katie, <laughs> <laughs> will you keep out of this? Uh, Miss Dooley, uh, I must say I am rather surprised to find you agree with me about the difficulty of these mathematical problems. Oh, oh, Mr. Dutton, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Now, tell your darling children not to concern themselves about them. In future, I'll endeavor to devote more time showing my pupils how to tear these ridiculous problems to pieces. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, You've been most considerate and cooperative and... Uh, would you please accept my sincere appreciation for your thoughtfulness? Oh, not at all, dear man. I simply adored having the chat. Now, pip, pip, toodaloo. Uh, uh, pip, pip, uh, toodaloo. <laughs> well, it's over. Yes, it's all over, and I think you'll agree I handle it most efficiently. Children, your worries are over. The whole thing was just a, a piece of cake. A piece of cake's right. That dame's nuttier than a fruitcake. Although Dexter thinks he's doing everything for the best, I think everyone would be better off if he left it to Janie and Ashley. I say that because most young people these days have their heads screwed on the right way. I had a good example of that only last week. Coming to town in the bus, I heard two young chaps... About 21, talking, one said to the other, You know any way I can get a lot of money quickly? And the other replied, Well, I've tried a few things. I'm satisfied the best way to get money is to save it. I tried the GGs and the lotteries. Got nowhere. So I opened a Commonwealth Savings Bank account, and in the past 12 months I saved 200 quid. And with any sort of luck, I'll save more than that this year. Now, that is not only an example of good sense. It shows what can be achieved by regular saving. If you want to have money, open a Commonwealth Savings Bank account next payday. Visit the Commonwealth Savings Bank each week. Get the saving habit and week by week, Bank Commonwealth. (laughs) 
morning, Jessie, dear. May I come in? Oh, hello, Clara. Or should I say good morning, Miss Dooley? <laughs> oh, Jessie, I didn't dare come back in last night after the phone call. I was afraid I might burst out laughing and give the show away. Oh, Clara, you did a magnificent job. Oh, Dexter dear. sincerely believes he handled everything beautifully. <laughs> well, he didn't show any signs of knowing it was a hoax, Not dear. the slightest, Lordy Kimberly. Mm, oh, I'm not so certain about Kimberly. He gave me some funny looks during dinner last night. Oh, you imagined it. And you've made my children very happy. No. <laughs> oh, excuse me, Clara. Hello? Oh, hello. My name's Agatha Dooley. We haven't met, but I'm the mathematics teacher. Uh, uh oh. Oh, yes. Uh, uh, would you excuse me for a moment while I, I, I turn off the radio? Clara, you'll never believe. I can hear every word there. Speak of the devil and up she pops. Well, go ahead and see what you want. Uh, I'm awfully sorry, Miss Dooley, but I couldn't hear for the radio. That's no, quite all right. Mrs. Dutton, I'm making it my duty this term to call on the fathers of my pupils regarding homework and the importance of doing it satisfactorily. Would it be convenient for me to call at your house this evening? Christopher Columbus. <laughs> the, 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 this evening? Well, uh, if uh, tonight isn't convenient, you you uh, just name the evening, and I'll arrange my plans to suit. Oh, well, I I, I I guess tonight's as good as any other night. Are you sure? Oh yes, yes, yes. We'll look forward to seeing you, Miss Dooley. Like we're looking forward to old age. Good. <laughs> then I'll see you about seven. Goodbye for now, Mrs. Dutton. Bye, Miss Dooley. Oh, oh, oh. Jesse. Dear, what have I let you in for now? My stupid plans are backfired again. Oh, it's not your fault, Clara. You weren't to know we'd hear from the real Miss Dooley. Mm. The point is, what do we now do about it? Well, there's only one thing to do, dear. We must phone our husbands at the office and tell them last night's phone was a complete hoax. We'll ring them in a few minutes, just as soon as we work out the best way to break the news. Dexter, whether you believe me or not, I'll bet my life it's true. The more I got to thinking about it last night, the surer I became. But why would they want to pull a silly stunt like that? Why Why would Clara pretend to be Miss Dooley? Because she's full of silly stunts. She probably talked Jessie into it. Didn't you notice how young Ashley dialed the number before you could get to the phone? Yeah, yeah now that you mention it, it was rather strange for him to be so anxious. Hello? Oh, uh, hello, Kimberly Dell. Clara here. Oh, it's you, Clara. I'm glad you phoned, because I want you to know Dexter and I are wide awake to your silly prank last night. You are? Oh, but that's wonderful, dear. I'm so glad to hear it. Now, that's the main reason I phoned you. The other is I want you to tell Dexter that the real Miss Dooley is calling to see him at home tonight. Oh. Oh, she is. All right, dear, I'll tell him. Is that all? Yes, Kimberly, dear, that's all. Goodbye. Goodbye, dear. Did Clara say Miss Dooley was calling to see me tonight? That's what the lady said. Yeah. <laughs> of course, you know who Miss Dooley will be. One of Clara's brainless women friends pretending to be a school teacher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your wife's up to another one of her stunts. Yeah, definitely. When Clara starts to think, she never knows when to stop. Yeah. And I'm supposed to be the bunny being taken for a ride. <laughs> well, what do you suggest I do? You'll do exactly as I do. We'll let Clara and your family think we're really expecting Miss Dooley. But when this amateur actress arrives tonight, we'll make her hair stand on end. That's if she's got me. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs>
won't you please come in? Thank you, Jenny. Oh, good evening, Miss Dooley. Ashley. Hello, Miss Dooley. I, I'm Jessie Dutton, and this is my neighbour, Clara Wilmot. How do you do? How do you do? My husband and Mr. Wilmot. Hi there, kiddo. Oh. <laughs> I say, I'm pleased to meet you. So you're old Aggie Dooley. Yes, sir. I think I'll come. Sit down, Egg. Uh, I think this chair's strong enough to take it. Uh, Dooley, old girl, I understand you're a, a teacher of rheumatics. What? Daddy! What's the matter with you? Miss Dooley teaches us mathematics. Oh, I must be having a nightmare. Oh, please, will you forgive my husband? They must both have got a touch of the sun, dear. Now, tell me, Egg, how's your boat going? The one that goes up and down with the tide. Ah, uh, yeah, you know, the one with the slack rope dangling everywhere. Oh, yes! I have no intention of staying here and being insulted. Ah, oh, now, wait a minute, Miss Dooley. You can't blame us for having a crack at some of your silly mathematical problems. I don't like what my children have been getting for their homework, and on behalf of my family, I'm revolting. You certainly are. And your plump friend is even more revolting. Dexter, do you realize what you're doing to your own children? Oh, Jesse, I'm trying to save them from being victimized by this fugitive from figures. <laughs> you know, I'll bet she doesn't even know how to add up a single column of digits. Well, I'm leaving this house immediately. You'll hear more of this. Goodbye. Oh, oh the old bag's gone. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you might say Miss Dooley has bamoolied. <laughs> hey, hey, look, KG, she left her purse behind. What do you know? And it's got initials on it. Uh, now we might fathom who that woman really is. A.D. A.D. Uh, well, it certainly doesn't stand for Agatha Dooley. No, it's it certainly... It, it, oh. <laughs> We can't do any more than we've done, now can we, KG? No. Dexter, I'll never forgive you. Nor I you, Pimbley. Oh, Mummy, it's all right now. Daddy and Mr. Wilmot were at the school for a full hour today apologising to Miss Dooley. Yeah, sure they were. Miss Dooley told me she understands the whole mistake. Haven't we just come back from apologising again? Tonight's apology really clinched the deal. I vote we drop the matter completely. Hear, hear. Well, I guess we were all somewhat equally to blame. But, Jesse, our husbands shouldn't have jumped to conclusions. Clara, let's leave it at that. We're all to blame, but now it's all cleared up. Good, it's all cleared up. Ashley, don't tell me you're still doing your homework. Yes, Dad. I've got one maths problem here, and I'm just not with it. Well, you should be. What is it? If it takes nine men six days to dig a round hole five feet in diameter by three feet deep, how many days will it take four men to dig a round hole 40 feet in diameter by 15 feet deep? Well, some that isn't a difficult problem. If you take the first number of days and divide it into the second number of days... There's no you'll... second number of days, but you get the answer. No, no, no. The way to do it is to start with the diameter. No, then no, wait a minute. I, I've got it now. You've got to subtract the depth of the first hole from the depth of the other oh. hole. Oh, and no, no, no. no, 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 no Again, 
And like the man who digs a hole and fills it in again, Dexter and KG won't get anywhere. That is, unless their arithmetic has improved since the last time. And speaking of digging holes and getting nowhere reminds me of people who do not save. They end each year just as poor as when they started. On the other hand, people who save regularly in a Commonwealth Savings Bank account get ahead and always have ready money. For instance, the people who buy their own businesses, the travellers who go abroad, the people who are free of money troubles, and the people who have the good things of life are people who have saved. So if you want to get ahead and really go places, open a Commonwealth Savings Bank account. Make a trip each week to the Commonwealth Savings Bank and save something from each pay. Then at the end of this year, you'll have quite a nice sum of money in your Commonwealth account. Start saving now and week by week. Bank Commonwealth. Life with Dexter is produced by Noel Judd and written by Willie Fennell. If money can buy it, saving will get it. So bank Commonwealth now. For a car or a bike or just a rainy day. Be sure to save the friendly Commonwealth way. So listen to this advice and start right today to bank Commonwealth save. Commonwealth bank. Commonwealth this is John Dunn inviting you to enjoy life with Dexter at the same time next week from this station. And remember, you'll always enjoy life with a Commonwealth Savings Bank account. Be sure to tune in next time, my friends, for another classic comedy radio show. I'm Greg Fordyce. Thanks for listening. Thanks for